Hello, you're listening to The Monica Klein Show, and I'm your host, Monica Klein. On this show, I talk about everything related to God's design for family. I am the nation's foremost expert on comprehensive sex education and sexual risk avoidance. I'm a graduate of psychology from the University of Texas at Austin. I'm a public speaker and the founder of It Takes a Family. I have answers to the tough issues that families face today. My goal is to encourage and equip parents to reclaim parenthood and in doing so become their children's greatest advocates and educators. I want to help parents lead at home in their community and in public policy. It's January the 6th, 2021, and this is the second episode of my Stop the Steal podcast. My guest in this episode is Nubia Devine. She is the director of the Austin Area U.S. Pastor Council and the founder of the Austin Area Esther Council, which I am very honored to be a core member of. Nubia also sits on my board of directors for It Takes a Family. She is a Christian conservative woman who advocates for family, faith, and the lives of preborn children. She encourages people of faith to practice their faith in all areas of their lives, even politics. Today, she will share about her experience at the rally in D.C. I am here with Nubia Divine. Nubia Divine is a great friend of mine. Um, I, you know, actually, Nubia, it, it's interesting. We met in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. She actually. Uh, met me or heard me speak at a Central Texas Coalition for Life event and heard my testimony. And we actually did not have a chance to meet that day. But maybe a year later, I was Mm -hmm. testifying at the Capitol. She was working at the Capitol here in Texas. And um, someone said, you need to go meet Nubia Divine. And so I was taken up to this office of a state representative and met Nubia and, and she was like, oh, my goodness, I, I heard you speak one day. And, and the rest is history because we just connected as conservative Christian women. We connected as mothers. We connected because we really want to protect family and children. And so to be honest, we've been close ever since. Uh, she's actually a board member of It Takes a Family. Uh, but she is also uh, the leader of the Esther Council in uh, the Austin chapter of the Esther Council, which is a women's conservative political group um, that is part of the U.S. Pastor Council. And she has been with the U.S. Pastor, Pastor Council for quite some time, decided she wanted to start an Esther Council uh, for Christian women in the Austin area. Uh, she, uh, I'm very honored. She asked me to be part of her core group. We've been doing that for the last year and a half, something like that. And it's been Mm -hmm. greatly successful. And uh, so anyway, but I I have Nubia here for so many reasons. I actually was going to ask her to do a podcast with me because I wanted to talk to her about her past as well from Venezuela. We've talked a lot about her growing up and experiencing socialism. She, Mm -hmm. you know, now lives obviously in the United States and and loves America. Um, But today uh, I'll have to invite her another day too. But today um, I specifically want to talk to Nubia because she is currently as we're recording this in Washington, D.C. at the Stop the Steal rally. And it, it's now at the, at the, in the evening. She's back at her hotel. Nubia, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for, for agreeing to be on the show with me tonight. Uh, tell me, what, 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 what was the rally like? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. When, when did you arrive? 
Well, first of all, thank you so much, Monica, for having me. I love you. I adore you. I just think you're just an amazing woman and leader. I love the organization that you represent, and I love working with you. It's been such a tremendous blessing. So, thank yeah, you. today has been uh, an incredibly exciting day. Um, just to be uh, the capital, to be where everything had started, all the history here, and to just be amongst uh, hundreds of thousands of patriots has been just an incredible experience. It's uh, it's electrifying. It's uh, I think so many times when we are out and about in our own lives and uh, just uh, in our cities, sometimes you don't you just don't realize how many people really feel that's as strongly as you do about all this uh all these issues that we all care about so much and i think when you're in the midst of this huge crowd you realize that this is not for one this is uh and not only is it encouraging but it's really what america looks like i mean these are families these are people that are coming from every state. I mean, it's amazing. You walk around and people go, you know, they'll say Oregon or they'll say Michigan or there's California and blah, blah, blah. You're Texas and we're from, you know, and it's just this camaraderie. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Everybody is just uh, so excited. And of course, we're all singing patriotic songs and uh, praying. And you can see people, you know, just raising their hands in the air and praying. And you constantly find yourself just kind of under your breath praying as, as events are happening and praying for all the events that are happening during the day and every speaker. And it's just, a, it's really an incredible experience. So many of us will make comments like, there's no concert that could ever top this. And it really isn't. I've been now in two of um, President Trump's rallies and it was just unbelievable. And today, of course, it was just um, amazing. Uh, so hearing him there was incredible report of all the events and uh, yeah, what's been happening. Nubia, so you're telling me that at this rally, you saw thousands of people who were praying. Uh, yeah. Oh, you broke up a little bit. Yeah. I said hundreds of thousands. Wow. So the yeah. media though, uh, Nubia, the media is telling us that the hundreds of thousands of people were actually violent and that they were rioters. Uh, but you're telling me that people were raising their hands, praying and singing in yes. unity. In unity. Uh, not only, I mean, and there were people from so many different cultures. Talk about multicultural. I mean, we have Asians and we have uh, Indians and we had, I mean, people from everywhere. And it was just incredible. I mean, everybody's just in there looking mm -hmm. around. Wow, oh, this is America. It's incredible. It's so uplifting and so encouraging. Uh, so whatever the media is saying, and I haven't even been watching the news because I hear that I would be infuriated. And I think everybody tells me, don't watch it because you'll be infuriated to hear all the lies, the deception, and the distortion about what has happened today. Wow. I am so glad that you're here sharing with us what it really looked like. Uh, and th that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now I, you did mention, um, as when we spoke earlier that you were actually very close to the Capitol doors, uh, and yeah. you did witness some people who were not raising their hands in prayer. Uh, tell that's us a little bit about that. Well, you know, right after, I mean, we stood for hours, of course, I heard many speakers and then went down Pennsylvania Avenue as a, uh, uh, toward the Capitol, and we all came, you know, just everybody smiling, singing, excited, and, you know, got closer and closer, 
And then they started to get closer and closer to the actual capital, not only the grounds, but there's kind of layers as you get closer and closer to the doors. And, um, and you know, and people were just kind of moving closer and closer, trying to, I mean, obviously there's chanting. And I have to say that I think at, I, you know, and I and I wasn't right there from the beginning because some of the we went out to dinner tonight, and some of the people at the table actually said that people have come all the way there, uh, and then some of the police started to throw bombs of uh, like the um, uh, not gas. the pepper, tear gas, and that really upset people because they were not doing anything; they were not being violent, and they started to throw. And then more people started to kind of swarm because I think they felt just so offended by the fact they were there peacefully, uh, not protesting, but peacefully really um, just singing and praying and doing all these things. And yes, people were moving closer and closer, which, you know, I suppose it could be intimidating for the police. But eventually they realized it was not a good idea for them to be doing that. And they stopped the retreat. This is what I heard from someone else at the table who was actually there. So that part, I didn't actually see it. By the time I get there, um, I could, you know, we could, as we were walking closer and closer, our throats were getting itchy from the, from those gases. And, um, and they were, you know, and there were different, there's kind of different walls because there's different sort of steps as you get to the capital. And, and people were just, climbing over the wall but it wasn't but people were helping one another and just climbing and then there was you know one other section and again everybody there is you know with their flags and they're singing and and you know again all of that was peaceful then we get to sort of like the closer or the third layer uh, for us you know as we went up and up uh, and this is where the wall is again people are you know, singing, chanting, but I could see that the emotions were getting a little more stirred up. People were getting upset. And then, um, and then I saw um, these individuals that I wholeheartedly believe, I'm convinced there were Antifa individuals because for one, they didn't, they really didn't have, I mean, they're, they're you know, they're, you know how the Antifa people are sort of very much black from head to toe and they covered everywhere. And, but this guy that there, there were two individuals that were trying to break the windows and these are bulletproof, but they were banging on them and they had picks. I mean, they had tools. So they, this was pre-thought. Not Trump supporters. Trump supporters did not show up there with picks and things to break windows. And but interestingly enough, and of course, you knew that it was planned because the individual that is doing this has a helmet that is like a like a military helmet, but he has a sticker, a Trump sticker in the back of it. That was the only thing that could have been giving you the idea that this was a Trump supporter, but of course he wasn't. And so he starts banging and people are yelling. We're all yelling, no, stop, stop. We're saying, we're not here to destroy. This is our house. We're not here to destroy it. And um, and again, we were, you know, the, the people who were closer to them and women, I mean, pro-Trump women were, dry, I mean, like stopping the guy from doing that. It was amazing. I, I mean, love it. Ages enough. And they were like, and you can see women, they're like, no, no. I mean, like dragging this individual and he forces the guys then to come in and start dragging this individual. And they were like pulling him up because again, he was, I mean, and it was like a, a battle trying because the, the guy kept trying to get back, not a battle, but you know, he was, I mean, very forceful about going back there and destroying that window, uh, that one window or the, the one where all this is happening. And the, the other one already had been uh, cracked 
And um, so anyway, so they were able to pull him out. But but the again, the, the people around were very upset about this individual who was, you know, trying to destroy it. Everybody was like, no, we are here to to protect a republic. The assessor house, but you don't go out to destroy your house. They, they were so not like us. Now, not only that, but there were other people around us. I mean, there were some, there was some other individual and I had some, you know, we had some other friends that we were to be, be try to make, be conscious to look around because you can sort of head, look from head to toe somebody and say, wait, be careful. This person does look suspicious. And, um, and sure enough, the people that look sort of suspicious were dressed up head to toe, but they will have maybe one thing that would that you would believe they they were part of the, the the rally, like a big flag to cover themselves or something. But then the things that they would say were very incendiary. Like another individual say, "Oh yeah, well just go get some beer," and you know he would be throwing his effing bombs, effing this and effing that, and they will come back down and burn it. I mean, it reminded me of. Wow. of Singer, that that singer that was that wanted to burn down the White House. I thought, I mean, if anything, it was them. So um, it was a very different. Um, so you you saw, yeah, you saw a stark difference between oh, the people who were trying to destroy. And how impressive oh. to hear that there was patriots and that there was these strong patriot women who were trying to pull this man who yeah. had a protective helmet and a pickaxe yes. hitting a bulletproof window of exactly. our capital. I mean, that's, that's crazy. But the women, these are like modern day Debra's. I mean, they're taking charge yeah. and they're saying no. And so people oh, were literally, you're saying that people were literally, you know, telling these people that we're here to protect the Republic and protect yes. this house, not yes. to destroy yes. it. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we were looking at each other and, you know, they, again, you know, we knew what we were there for. Yes, we wanted to be heard. Um, and yes, we had a reason to be heard and upset about, you know, what was happening. But but the intention was not to harm and to destroy. And it was a clear, clear difference uh, for the ones who were, who were there with a different intention. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, no, it was, uh, it was incredible. It was just a very... Yeah, that it was a very clear uh, difference between those that were uh, that were there to, with a destructive purpose, and they did stood out because it was it was just their words, you know. They had the f bomb, and they were aggressive, and they just had a, you know, they just said things that you know any of us will look at each other like, uh, we, you know, we don't like what we're hearing, and and clearly enough, it was something that. Uh, that wasn't good. So they knew how to infiltrate and they knew exactly what they were trying to do. And I think it, 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 it for what I've heard that the media is saying, um, I mean, it, it, it's exactly what they wanted to, to, to do, right. To put, put us in a bad light. And, uh, and it's ter terribly unfortunate because there were hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know whether we had a million people there, uh, there or not. I mean, we were, I mean, we were as far as the, as the eye can see. I mean, there were families, there were children, there were, eight, I mean, older people, there were people of all ages and nationalities, and it was wonderful. So for the media to do this, well, really, they are the enemies of the country, they are the enemies of the president, they are the enemies of America, and they are America's, the enemies of Christianity. So it's really to no surprise that they will say what I understand are saying about what happened today. 
Yeah. Now, uh, Nubia, that, that's amazing. Thank you for, for giving us firsthand account of what really happened at the rally. Um, yes. Uh, and the stark difference. And, and the what's unfortunate is that, yes, the media so far has been reporting um, that they are, they, they think it's just disgusting what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're making it seem like the entire rally were, were those few people who, who basically broke into the Capitol. And, um, and these were the very people that you and or that you witnessed other women trying to pull them off and that and all of you were trying to convince this man to stop destroying the house because this event was to protect the house exactly uh, and not to destroy it and uh, and we know that the enemy comes to steal and destroy and 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 kill you know so that that is not um what what christians do now, tell exactly. me, Nubia, why was it important for you to be, I mean, you're from Texas, so you traveled to Washington, D.C. for this event. Why, as for as a Christian woman, as a mother, as a wife, why was this important for you to, to be there at the Stop the Steal? Well, I mean, I think it was important for many reasons. I mean, we understood it was an historical event. I think we also understood that it was important to support the president. The president has done so much for our country uh, as a Christian. And because of, I am a believer, I have, uh, I, I, I'm so proud of our president because he is, he has led us uh, in, in so many causes that are important to, to the church. He has stood for life and he has stood for the church. And uh, he has stood for morality. He has stood for, for, for liberty, for freedom in so many ways. So with it, I, I have a clear understanding and I've told people multiple times, there is a big difference between people who support Trump and even those who po- supported Obama years ago. We never looked at Trump as our savior. We understood that he was a, that he's a man. But he's a leader, and we respect that his courage and his boldness. And we wanted to be here to say we 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 are respect you. We appreciate what you've done. You've sacrificed so much. You've given so much in four years. You have stood unapologetically, and we're here to to um, to stand for the republic. Because this again, it was not only understanding that we we do love the president and we respect his stand, but it was bigger than Trump. It is bigger than Trump. We were, and we understood that. And and you hear that even in the crowd. As much as we love him, we understood that it was about the republic. That that coming here was the standing for the republic, for those values, for what has America great. But why do we love Trump? Because he stands for the republic. The republic. He says, you know, the crowd constantly says USA. They chant the most uh, profound and the most common chant is USA, USA. So it's about again something even bigger than than the presidents come and go. But the republic must be protected because it is that what gives us all freedom and it's what gives us as Christians the freedoms we have. And we were heavily concerned about having a new administration that clearly and openly says that there will be persecution for anybody like us who stands for life, for marriage, as biblical as the Bible the, the Bible teaches, for uh, protecting the freedoms that we have for, I mean, they want to take away guns. They want to do everything that will take the freedoms that are there for us um, 
because of the constitution. I mean, these people don't even believe in the constitution. These people will want to change the constitution. They think it's an old document that needs to be changed. I mean, there's so many things that these people are willing to destroy. The electoral college is something that they want to destroy. The the way that the Supreme Court, um, it's now how many people and pack the court. There's so many things that they want to do that is so against what America represents that the I mean, all these people, we were there just outraged that this could possibly happen. And then we were there to to pray and to believe and to and to encourage our representatives, our senators and our representatives to stand for the right thing, to to, to vote uh, for the people. Right. This government that is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. We were there to say you are there because we send you there to be our voice. And this is how we need you to vote. So I know that was a long answer, but it was so many factors that drew me and drew so many others to want to be here. And um, I, I, you know, and I, I, I love your answer. Glad I did it. You what? I love your answer. I'm glad you did it too. I love that. I love, uh, I think you made some great points that as conservatives, we don't worship Trump. We don't think he's the savior. We know that he is an imperfect man. Uh, We do believe though that he's been a very good leader for all Americans, uh, reduced the unemployment rate, increased our economy, uh, did many things, you know, he protected our freedoms that we have in our yes. constitution yes. because all of yes. our freedoms, including the freedom of religion, the freedom yes. to bear arms are for every citizen, whether you have a faith or own a gun or not. Um, exactly. But you have that freedom and he's protected that. He's been the only, uh, you know, the most profound, amazing, you know, pro-life president that we've ever had. Uh, How can you not support someone who wants to protect the lives of innocent babies, pre-born babies, Uh, you know, and, and so, but I I love that, that you said, okay, we know he's not our savior. We, you know, we know he's an imperfect man, but he's been a great leader for our country because he believes in the Republic and you were there and all those people were there to protect the Republic of the yes. United States of America yes. and uh, and that he has been a president that has protected the Republic, that he is a president who respects the constitution uh, yes. and our founding fathers and that he uh, believes that this country is great and wanted to make it great again. And that that is why you were there and so many people were there is because we want to protect the Republic. It is bigger. I love that you said that it, it's bigger than Trump. Yes. We're there to support the president, but it was bigger than Trump because it's about our Republic. That's amazing. Um, yes, yes. Nubia, thank you so much for sharing with us the real story of what happened yes. at stop the Steel rally in Washington, DC. I'm glad you're yes. safe. Uh, yes. I know that you ran into some friends there, so that's good. Yes. You were yes. in good company. Uh, yes. And I'm also just, it warms my heart to know that so many Americans were there praying and praising God uh, and, and being part of this rally in a very peaceful way. And then I think yes. it's also amazing to hear the strength of patriotic women who yes. were trying to stop violence. That's yes. courageous. Very good. Uh, so yes, there were some people there who were not part of this peaceful rally, uh, who were but, trying to destroy, and yes. patriotic women were were trying to get him to stop. So that's amazing. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you, Nubia, for sharing uh, your insights with us, and yes. um, 
And uh, so well, Monica, was, I wanted know, to say something. Let's don't forget yeah. what the media has done to so many uh, wonderful people, including I forget that young man that Kathy remember there he was at the on the floor of the remember the White House and what was his name Salmon. again? Yes, and uh, uh, remember how that they got that clip, you know, when they, this, you know, this uh, African, I mean, not African, but this uh, Native American is banging and banging. And remember, they attacked this young man yes, and yes, went and over the was... media, I mean, destroying, I mean, within question, within just minutes, they had created a story that we that they wasn't real. I can tell you, I got right. a lot of footage. So, I mean, I haven't even looked at it because we, you know, it's been such a crazy day, but I got a lot of footage about what was really happening and who was doing what. So it'll be interesting when I look at my footage, what's what, because I know, I mean, there were media right there in the middle of the whole thing, right? And, um, or where they were, yeah. So they were recording, but they were looking obviously for the shots that they want so that they can use it and, and you know, and show it again and again and again in a, in a bad light. So to no surprise, that's my prayer is that our people realize that that there's such a great deception, and and I'm and I'm afraid even through this whole process that our people don't get easily deceived, uh, because there's so much information coming out, and you really need to be constantly in prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to allow you to discern. We need a lot of discernment. So much information coming out that sometimes it's hard to know what is true, what is truth, and what is not. But the Holy Spirit. Does tell us that he will guide us to the right and to the left. So much more he will do that um, to, you know, when we hear things, what is true, that, truth and what is not, so that we are not, judge, you know, we don't judge and we don't believe the lies. And then we feel like we need to apologize. We don't need to apologize. We didn't do anything that was wrong. You know, there were bad people there trying to do bad things. And, and they need to be um, held, held accountable, but uh, not staining uh, the president nor standing patriots because uh, it was a wonderful, a wonderful thing what happened today. Wonderful, wonderful. And and yeah. I think, you know, what we need to look forward to regardless of, um, I know that the Congress has reconvened. I was watching some of it live a little while ago. Um, it yeah. wasn't looking very good, to be honest. Yeah. So, I, I think my my thoughts here on, on how we're going to move forward, it's not how we're going to yeah. end things, but right. how we're going to move forward yeah. is to accept the will of God. And regardless of yeah. what decision is made and regard, you know, is that what's become very, um, very obvious to me is how important it is for us as Christians to, to take a, yes, we need to be bold, bold and we need to be leaders for Christ. Yes. And mm -hmm. we need to glorify him in all that we yeah. do. Yeah. And it's become more and more apparent that it's, you know, for some reason, somehow, and we can philosophize and, and there's lots of reasons why this has happened, that we, that Christians have taken a backseat on politics, but no more. No more. Uh, um, it, it is, you know, we, we are not called, you know, when the scripture says to be gentle and quiet in spirit, it doesn't mean that you're not a leader. It doesn't mean that you exactly. don't speak. It doesn't mean that you're not bold and that you don't take a stand and especially exactly. taking a stand for the things that, yeah. uh, that God loves and taking a stand against the things that God hates. And, um, and so I know that regardless of what happens in the next few days, we will be stronger for it. Christians will become stronger. Stronger, the church of God will become stronger. Um, and I'm excited about that. 
I know it's going to be tough, but I'm excited. And, you know, we're not going to do it alone. We can do it with one another. So exactly. Um, exactly. So well, the president, did, the president said they, the, at the end of his speech, the best is yet to come. And I'm convinced of it for that, for the same reasons that you just said. We are people of faith. We believe in an amazing God. This was no surprise to God. It was a great disappointment to us to see what's happening because there's great disappointment when we trust in our leaders. But that's it. the problem is that we haven't been holding them accountable. And the church has taken such a back burner stand in so many of these issues that we have become um, uh, irrelevant. And that is not good. But what it has, but all of this, what it has done, is make the church rise up and wake up. It's like waking up a, a sleeping giant, and that is a good thing uh, to wake up a sleeping giant uh, to realize that we do have a voice. That we have not only do we have a voice, but we have a duty before God to protect this this uh, this republic because the freedom that exists here it is because it was it was fought. Um, with a foundation in faith and the scriptures and the in that that is what gave freedom for people from all over the world and if we don't if we if we lose it i mean the world is going to lose uh because we continue to be the country that sends more people to uh to evangelize all over the world and continue to welcome people from all over the world i mean there's such an evangelistic mission from america it's always been there and and america is here to protect israel i mean there's so many factors uh, and and it is terribly sad when the church has either ignored or naively um or foolishly perhaps um, not, you know, not being informed. I mean, the scripture that says my people, my people, not the other people, but my people perish for lack of knowledge. So mm -hmm. we got to change that. We got to be knowledgeable. We got to be wise. And, and we have to stand strong and put on our armors and fight not only in the spiritual world, but also in that physical world by taking stand, by taking positions, by running for school boards and for, uh, you know, state rep seats and for, you know, um, every office, all the way up the ladder. Every one of those offices are important. Yeah. City council, all of those. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. You start at the bottom if necessary. But, but we, you know, we change it. So uh, I'm excited about yeah. all those factors. I am saddened and heartbroken for what is even happening now as we speak and those decisions that are being made. Uh, but if it's a wake-up call that rises the church, then so let be it. It will. No, you're, you're completely right. And yes, the full armor of God is something that we should be praying upon ourselves each and every day. I know that when I get overwhelmed thinking about all the issues that we face, and when I begin to reflect on the issues that we are facing as families in this culture today, it gets overwhelming. Uh, and I almost envisioned it as the enemy, like the enemy shooting arrows at us, which is what God talks about when he talks about the armor of God. Yeah. And I was admitting to God one day, I was like, okay, there's so many arrows. I don't, I feel like I'm having to catch each one of them and dissect it and trying to figure out how to debate it and what to do and what's the solution. And then I yeah. realized as I was saying that to God, that he was thinking, read the scripture. Did I tell you to catch the arrow? Did I tell you to dissect the arrow? 
He said, no, it's a shield of faith is going to protect you from the fiery arrows of the enemy. And it's our faith in God. And, and as you said, that we need to uh, gain knowledge. We need to, um, we need to ask God for wisdom. He tells us that in James that anyone who asks for wisdom, that he will give it to us, uh, you know, overflowing, but we are not to doubt. Do not doubt. He tells us. And so it's important that we continue to do that. We can do that together. We're not, not alone. You know, I was listening to the late Ravi Zacharias, um, mm-hmm. one of his lectures the other day, and he said that when the church's uh, voice is silent, consistently silent, mm-hmm. that she will lose her voice altogether. Of so, course. and I thought about that. And it's not just when, don't just think of this as the church just as a building, but that if Christians are silent, then our voice is taken away. It, it just disappears altogether. We have no influence whatsoever. And so it's so important that we not submit to the culture. We do not submit to the culture's language. We do not submit to the culture's redefinition of humanity, but that we stand boldly on God's truth as leaders in our home, as leaders in the community, as leaders in, pu- in public policy. Yes, so yes. important. So Nubia, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did, not only your experience, but your wisdom. Thank you for your leadership and God bless you. Okay. Well, God bless you. You made some great points and thank you so much. Yes, boldness. We must stand with boldness, boldness and be uncompromising on the truth of God. We know what the scripture says. We need to be very bold and openly and unapologetically speaking that way in every environment.